Hi guys. Hi everyone. My name is Chris. And I'm Shar. And welcome to the Lost Sheep Podcast. We are a faith-based podcast and we release a new episode every Friday. And I just wanted to thank you all so much for being here and supporting this. Whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple, it truly means the world. And this is actually part two of our relationship series. Yeah, we talked all about relationships last week. In part one, we talked about heartbreak, being in your single season, how to prepare for your future spouse. We're definitely going to talk even more about it today because we can talk about this all day. And we'll probably have like a part three, part four at some point. (laughs) You You never know, know, like later down the road, we're like, okay, part six of the relationship series. So if that is something you're interested, definitely let us know because we would. Yeah. Love to continue talking about this. But that being said, if you didn't listen to part one, we actually brought up a 30-day verse challenge. And so the intention behind the verse challenge was really to not only get deeper in the word, but also increase our Bible literacy. And last week, I just went through some really terrible anxiety. And that happened to be the same week that I memorized 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he Mm -hmm. cares for you. And it made a world of difference, honestly. it really does. When I started speaking scripture over myself, it made such a huge difference. Like I had that moment last week as well. I was just experiencing so much anxiety and I just started speaking scripture over myself. I felt a sense of peace and calmness, you know? Yes. And I think too, something that I want to encourage y'all is wherever you are with it, if this is your first time even opening the Bible, then I encourage you even to just read one passage or verse each day for 30 days, because I think it's just all about that consistency and the intention of wanting to grow your relationship deeper with God and Mm -hmm. not necessarily about memorizing like perfectly. God knows our heart. Yeah. And we even were talking about extending this to 365 days. Yeah. (laughs) Let's definitely do that. Could you imagine? I mean, okay, but can I just brag on you for a little bit? Because this girl, I tell her about the challenge. Not only is she so excited to do it with me, she's like putting these long passages of scripture. I'm like, by 365 days, she's going to have the whole entire Bible memorized. And I'm over here like with my one-liners, like, um, heart, you know, felt counsel and sweet But those are amazing too. I just, you know, I was honestly really excited about this challenge when you told me about it. Because I, when I'm challenged to do something, you know, I kind of take it and run with it. You do. (laughs) I take it and run with it. So I was like, okay, the verse first that I'm going to memorize, is it just happened to be a passage. And then I calmed down since then, you know, the ones afterwards are, mm-hmm. are shorter. But the first one that I memorized was Acts 2.25. I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead and you will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence. <laughs> Uh, okay. Can I just insert like a mic drop or I guess this would be a Bible drop? Like, wow. What? Who is she? She's that Proverbs 31 woman. I am just so impressed with you right now. And I am just so grateful for you. And even watching you do this has inspired me so much and called me higher. Oh, you're so sweet. So with that being said, um, she's single, folks. I did not. I did. Okay, anyways, uh, speaking of being single, Shirley, why don't you start us off? Oh, I like that segue that you did just there. 
Yeah, okay. So speaking of being single, we wanted to introduce the Book of Ruth. The Book of Ruth. Yeah, the Book of Ruth is one of our favorites, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, it had inspired me even in August. I started really reading through it multiple times. And I didn't tell Christine this, but I was actually reading through the Book of Ruth when she had sent me a video that she had seen. And she told me, hey, this actually reminds me of you, which was such a great compliment. Thank you for even yeah. Me. I mean, it really did remind me of you. When I saw that video, I was like, oh my gosh, Charlene is literally Ruth working in the field right now, just being so obedient and faithful. And so I sent it to her and she was like, wait, this is so crazy that you're sending this because I'm actually reading the book of Ruth right now. And what's wild is that you resonated with the book of Ruth and I had actually felt the same way about you and how you've been literally working the field. You've been doing this internship. You've been working full time. You've been doing this podcast with me. I've seen so much growth within you. Thank you. And so I thought this is a perfect time to just even introduce like the story and what it means to be in our single season, but not waiting around and wasting time kind Mm -hmm. of looking for a man, but really living in God's purpose. And so I really wanted to just introduce the story of Ruth. And in the beginning, it actually begins with tragedy where Naomi's two sons actually pass away and leave Naomi's daughter-in-laws without their husbands. And so Ruth decides to follow Naomi back to Naomi's original country, which is so brave. And Naomi initially has resistance to Ruth and is like, no, you need to stay here because it's easier for you to find a husband here than it would be back where I'm from. And Ruth is like, uh, no, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. She's stubborn and faithful. (laughs) She's stubborn and faithful. And I think it speaks so much to her character. Yeah. Because, you know, Naomi is her mother-in-law, so not Mm -hmm. even a blood relative. And yet Ruth says, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. Wow. Something that my mentor had mentioned to me is in this season of singleness, just be faithful, Yeah, faithful to your friendships, faithful to this podcast, mm-hmm. faithful to you, Chris, and faithful to what God is doing in your life. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that faithfulness, Ruth is a perfect example of that. After that, Naomi and Ruth return back to Naomi's land and they run into Boaz And little did they know, Boaz be single. (laughs) Boaz be looking. And Boaz is a provider. He's a leader. He's a leader. We love all these qualities about him. And Ruth is just cleaning the fields and working hard. She's not concentrated on, you know, looking out for someone. Mm -hmm. And it's actually Boaz who notices her and wonders what she's up to. Yeah. And finds out, you know, how she's related to Naomi and then tells his servants to let her continue to glean the fields and let her take some of the really good wheat back to Naomi. So when this happens, Naomi is surprised and like, where did you get this wheat from? (laughs) 
And when Ruth tells yeah. her the story, Naomi is low-key excited because she's like, okay, first of all, he's a Kingsman Redeemer. And second of all, let's make this plan happen. Ruth doesn't just randomly start this on her own accord. She literally waits for Naomi's instruction. Mm-hmm. And so much of the time, I feel like I try and go ahead of God by, like, looking for my future spouse. Yeah. Instead of just waiting for God's timing to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is the person and get clarity on that. And now it's your time. So now you can follow my plan. And so with that, Naomi instructs Ruth, okay, take off your grieving clothes and put on clothes that show that you are available and go sit by his feet while he's sleeping and Can you imagine this in modern time <laughs> i know right i'm like trying to think of like how that would go like sneak into someone's house go upstairs yeah. to their bedroom just sleep casually by their feet and, and this is your way of saying i'm available like hi <laughs> which is exactly what happens <laughs> but he just is so surprised and open to her And he actually finds what she does so courageous and he appreciates her loyalty to Naomi. And so he tells her, go back to Naomi. Don't tell anyone that you are here and Mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of it. So after that happens, Boaz realizes that there's actually another relative that's closer to Naomi that should be the Kingsman Redeemer. So he tells this person and is like, hey, you know, you have the ability to earn these lands and also um, take Ruth as your wife. And when he hears about it, he's like, actually, no, like, I don't want to marry this Moabite woman. Like, eh. little did he know what a gem he was passing up on because <laughs> Boaz had seen Ruth's character yeah. in the field. And, and she was just doing her thing without the intention of looking for him, really. You know? Yes. And I think it also reminds me of like, you never know who God has put around your life who is your future spouse. Yeah. They could be watching you right now and, and admiring you from afar. And yeah, you have no idea. Because God hasn't made it time yet. Yeah. So, with that being said, you just never know like when you're out and about in the world, like your husband could be watching you right now. Yeah. Like when the time is right, mm-hmm. God will place that person in your life and he will pursue you. Like, in Isaiah 60, 22, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Mm. And that's exactly what he did with Boaz and Ruth. Wow, wow, wow. And honestly, God can transform any situation. Like the fact that the story ends with Ruth and Boaz bearing a son and their genealogy leading to King David is absolutely yeah. insane to me yeah. because Naomi in the start of the story we know she was faced with so much tragedy she literally changed her name I forgot to mention this um Tamara which means bitterness and then God just transformed everything and brought about joy and brought about family and restored her financial state yeah the fact that she was so faithful during that tragedy you know yeah and I also can't imagine what it would feel like to be a mother who loses two sons. Yeah. Because you always assume that, at least that's what my parents have told me, that your mm-hmm. kids will outlive you, right. not the other way around. And I feel like that would really test my faith. Right. And for both Naomi and for Ruth to have unshakable faith during that time wow, is so inspiring. Yes. And it reminds me too of, you know – 
Ruth being the Proverbs 31 woman Mm -hmm. because she's working the field. She is a true Proverbs 31 woman. She has dignity and grace. Um, And if y'all don't know what we're talking about, we'll actually read part of that scripture. It starts in chapter 31, verse 10. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Wow. Ooh. That is a tall yeah. order, right? That really is. <laughs> and can I just say, like, at first I was very intimidated when I read this whole passage. Like, okay, I need to be, like, an entrepreneur. Oh, I was definitely intimidated. And I need to wake up early, which... Especially about that part, because I'm like, not doing I struggle anything. with that. That is still working on me, you know? <laughs> right? But honestly, when I, when I look back at the passage, I realize I think the main points are that she is industrious. She is kind. She is gentle. She takes care of herself. So Mm -hmm. she still like takes the time to clothe herself in fine linens. She does take care of her family and works hard Mm -hmm. and make sure that she has enough um, to last through hard seasons. So she just has like discernment and wisdom. And (laughs) also she has strong arms. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, let me start. Everything I aspire to be, honestly. I want my biceps to be strong. (laughs) But truthfully, what I get from that is as a Proverbs 31 woman, you are a mother. You can be a stay-at-home mother. Mm -hmm. You can be an entrepreneur. You can be a career woman. And so you're not limited to just like one thing. And it doesn't have to look the same. And I think that's so freeing to know that as well of just um, that God just has these character traits for us as like a template and not as a you have to be a career woman who (laughs) also is a mom and does all these things. Like, no, no, he just meets you where you are. And he's just really looking to like grow our character to be the best that it can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he will mold you to become the perfect woman in his eyes over time. And that's something that I really had to learn and give myself a lot of grace. Like when I read, you know, Proverbs 31 woman, I was like, hmm, I, I think I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> Me too. 
<laughs> I have a lot of work to do, but that's okay. God is meeting me exactly where I am and he's molding me to become the best version of myself, the best woman that I can be. I definitely feel a difference even from just like a few months ago. Yeah, because I think it took the pressure off of me to realize like I don't need to have it all together and be perfect. And I think sometimes society can really pressure us as women to do a lot of things <laughs> and, yeah. you know, yeah. have the successful career, also balance that with motherhood, but then also balance that with being a great wife and then also balance that with like having a great body and oof, it the, can be yeah, a, it's a lot, lot of pressure. Rather than what I'm reading from this scripture, it's more like, you know what? She is the type of person that cares for her family, um, loves deeply, yes, works hard, but works on the things that she's naturally good at mm -hmm. and stewards the gifts and her resources well. I think it's also very easy to fall into comparison because I know for myself, like I've compared myself to someone else's single season or maybe someone mm -hmm. else's married season and yeah. it doesn't look the same. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, we're all going to be in different seasons in our lives. And I think we, we just need to give ourselves grace and understand that God is working on us and our timeline looks completely different. Yes, and it even reminds me of how our blessings come in different times because we are so unique and God has laid out the path for us in different ways. And so he reveals each step to us as we walk. And I've been struggling with that for sure this season of just, I actually had to tell God in my last prayer that I wasn't happy with his leadership. And How that, was that? Was that, that hard? It was hard for me to say out loud for sure because, you know, yeah. there was a part of me that was like, no, that's not true. But one of my mentors was like, what I hear from what you're telling me about how things are going like with your finances and with your career and with your dating life and all this stuff is that you don't trust God and you don't trust how he's leading you through this mm -hmm. season. And I was like, well, some of these things just don't make sense. Like, <laughs> this is just not how I would do it. And he's like, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. And I also realized that this is just really testing my dependence on God and realizing to fully rely on him mm -hmm. through the gaps that I that I have and experience rather than trying to start coming from a place of control of like okay this isn't working out the way I thought it was going to be so mm -hmm. let me do this instead yeah instead of just being still and letting God work mm -hmm. Proverbs 3 5 6 mm. <laughs> trust the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight like I speak that over myself all the time and like a lot of the things that God is doing it doesn't make sense in that moment it really doesn't but like we said in our last episode when you come out of that you know whether it's a relationship that failed or a career that you thought was going to be a long-term career whatever it is that it may be you will truly see and understand why it happened the way that it did and that it happened exactly the way that it did and everything will start to make sense. But in that moment, it's not going to. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it, you know? That is so good. And honestly, that reminds me of like how we navigate society's timeline, even as women. Because I feel like there's a lot of pressure to either get married really young. Yeah. Or for people to ask if marriage is on your mind when you're older. Also because we do have biological clocks, there's yeah. that extra pressure of like, yeah. okay, well, 
um, if kids are a desire on your heart, it's mm-hmm. like, God, is that going to actually happen for us? Yeah. I thought that I was going to be married with children by a certain age. I just had that like ingrained in my head as I was growing up. And the fact that it didn't happen for me that way, there was a part of me that was a little disappointed. Like I felt like I was almost mourning like a dream that I had, like a dream that my inner child had. But I realize now that there, I mean, there's a lot of work that I had to do in my 20s. And I don't know that I would have been the best version of myself if I had gotten married and had children at the age that I thought that I wanted to have kids, you know? I totally resonate with that. I think about, you know, when I thought I wanted to have kids initially, which when I was 10 years old, I wrote my whole dream. And yeah, you wrote your whole life out yeah, as I a did. kid. That's what we do. <laughs> I was like, at age 25, I will be married and have – I can't remember if I put two or four kids, but <laughs> I realize now that God had work, more work for me to do, and I wasn't at the maturity level to be able to handle, I think, those responsibilities and steward the type of relationship that that would require well. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to really think about um, future planning in that type of way. Yeah. And it's so easy to think in that moment, like when all your friends are having kids and getting married, it's so easy to think, what about me, God? Like what, you know, like am I left behind? Yes. And that is so real because I've thought to myself, what about me, God? Like when are you going to bring my person? Yeah. And it's funny because I realize like nowhere has it ever been said that this is a transactional thing of I I check all the boxes. I'm doing what's quote unquote the right thing. And then God's going to just bless me with a person like, no, you know, this is all about trust. And actually when you do start devoting your life to God, he doesn't promise that the road is going to be smooth. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's so narrow and turbulent road. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you, Shar. Okay. What does it look like for you to prioritize God in your future relationship? Wow. For me, not idolizing the relationship Mm -hmm. and remembering that, yes, even though I've been waiting for this blessing, I can so very easily make it the sole purpose and focus of my life instead of remembering that God was the one that who brought this to me mm-hmm. and that God is still the priority in my life. And I still need to be devoted to him because if that relationship starts to falter, then everything else does too. Yeah, And it could so easily just cause the relationship to crumble. I completely agree. I mean, I, the same for me, like for me, it looks like really just putting God first before everything and really making him the center of that relationship and, you know, going to church together, serving together, building a community together and, you know, going to connect groups and Bible studies. Did I already say Bible studies? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's okay to mention twice. Yeah. I mean, that really is what I look for in my next relationship. And I think that's what it really means to just like put God in the center of it is just making him the first priority waking up and praying together Mm. before bed praying together you know praying over each other that's so good yeah praying over each other is so important 
I don't remember if we talked about the unequally yoked thing last episode, did we? Oh, we didn't. Okay, so that that reminds me of what you just said. Mm-hmm. It's like there's I think there's a difference between someone who claims to be Christian and is kind of lukewarm mm-hmm. versus someone who is really in a deep relationship with God and no judgment towards the person who is lukewarm like you know, hopefully God is stirring within them and changing their heart to Mm -hmm. like help them get back on the path to being closer to him. Yeah. But that being said, I feel like it can be easy to find someone at church and believe that they are in this relationship with God. And that's not always the case. Like just because they're in church does not mean the church is in them. Mm, Yeah, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so easy, I think, to somehow just see that person and then assume and Mm -hmm. then almost become unequally yoked with them. Yeah. And they actually pull you back from God because their walk is not as strong. Let's actually read that scripture about being unequally yoked. Um, It's 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Uh, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God and God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And I also want to preface this with, I don't think that you can't date a person that is not as strong in their faith as Mm -hmm. you, but just consider the challenges that would come through with that yeah, and that they're walking through a spiritual journey um, and they're going through some difficult times and you are too and challenges and coming together as a couple might present a unique set of challenges that mm-hmm. may or may not be harder than if you date someone who is a little bit more spiritually mature. With that being said, I think the point of all of this is really to just encourage the single people out there to know that as long as you're just devoted to God, he is going to make the path for us and he is really just going to order our steps. And that this waiting season really is important. There's so much being done behind the scenes that we don't even know about, that we don't see. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And if you guys have any questions and just want to chat with us, please feel free to message us on Instagram and on TikTok. It's the lost sheep pod. We love you so much and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.